0: Welcome back inside the Atlantic Union Bank Center as we are moments away from starting James Madison's fourth game of the season as the Dukes welcome in the Longwood Lancers. I'm Corey Spector, now joined by James Madison head coach Sean O'Regan. Well, Coach, we uh, we finished up our interview on Saturday after your victory over Xavier. We were talking about college game day and uh, you inviting... David Pollock to play some basketball <laughs> a handful of years ago. Would you like to break any news? Is Herb Street coming to play basketball? Anyone playing racquetball? Anything Actually,
1: on? yeah, I got Lee Corso in a pickleball game. Really? That's, that's what I got. No, I'm just joking. Oh. I got nothing going. Uh, it was a big weekend though. If they want to hang around, we got a men's game on Friday night. We got a women's game on on Sunday, and a football game on Saturday. Not a bad, not a bad weekend to uh, hang around at JMU. Will you allow
0: yourself to enjoy any of the festivities this weekend?
1: No, uh, I am going to go to the football game. We have uh, two recruits coming, uh, so I guess that's enjoying the festivities, right? But no, I won't be at, um, I won't be on the quad uh, with some honey buns and a, and a bottle of champagne like some of the students, right? Uh, I'm not. I won't be enjoying the, the festivities like that. So. Uh, just, just the game, which is ha- halfway work, right? Halfway work. Exactly. You've got two games uh,
0: coming up this week. Before you head to Cancun, I- I'm just curious. I- I'm imagining what your answer is going to be here, but you got this big event in Mexico coming up in a week. How do you make sure your team doesn't look ahead to that and uh, take care of business here the last two games domestically?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I-, I don't, you know, I'm learning this team. I would be surprised if, if their head was there. Um, just what we've been trained um, with for such a long time, is one game at a time. And uh, for me, that's, that's what they should be thinking. They better be thinking that. Um, and I would be blown away if they thought any sort, sort of different way. Um, I think they're ready to go tonight. Because um, you could look ahead in, in a similar way, right? A VCU is at a bigger game than Longwood. You know, To me, they're both Virginia schools, Virginia opponents. Um, and we've got a lot of pride in, 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 you know, the way we play against Virginia schools. So, um, no, I don't, I don't think they're looking ahead. Now they might be. Um, and the, the real challenge will be, you know, Saturday night when we talk about, you know, the plans for leaving Monday, uh, because you know I don't want to leave it to be Sunday night and we got to, you know, whip all this stuff together. So I think that that game might be a little bit more of a challenge than, than this Wednesday game. Let's talk about
0: what actually happens on the basketball court. So we talked about rebounding after the game against Xavier. and As it turns out, right now, it's early in the season, and of course the stats are going to get lifted a little bit because of the EMU game, but right now your team is tied for first in the nation in defensive rebounds per game alongside Georgia Southern. You said you were happy, pleased with the rebounding efforts. That probably points to what you're talking about so far.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I think I am pleased with how we're rebounding. Um, period. Right. That, that's end of end of that sentence. Um, I think stats and rankings are a little bit subject to other people. So, right, Baylor could have played a five games where they dominate and they're, you know, uh, whatever defensive rebounds, pl- um, rebounding margin, whatever. Right. It's a little bit dependent on who you play. Um, so. I think the sustainability of that is a little bit fragile, um, but I, I, it matters to us, and that's the bottom line. And so for me, that's all that matters. Is that, that that's something that's a core principle of ours, and we got to make sure we go out and do it every night because it's going to get harder. Um, the more scouting reports, the more data that comes out, the more uh, that becomes a top thing people are talking about. Um, you know, as far as what we do, what we do well, and so. Um, no, I don't think Peyton will get um, that many offensive rebound chances in this game tonight or uh, or Sunday or moving forward, right? I think she'll have a body on her most of the time. But I do think um, how we're rebounding will open up a lot of other things for us. Um, just you know, because that you can't you can't cover everything in a scouting report, and so if you're going to cover that, you're missing something else, and and we'll be able to capitalize on that.
0: James Madison head coach Sean O'Regan is with us as James Madison takes on Longwood tonight. You also said in your press conference on Monday you've got to find more ways to get Ashanti Barnes on the floor. Only played 12 minutes, very productive. She had five rebounds in that time, along with nine points, tying her Division One career high. Let's talk about just her journey here to James Madison. We haven't gone through that yet. Uh, Started her career at Old Dominion, moved on to Trinity Valley Community College. What can you share just about what her path has been like getting here to Harrisonburg?
1: Well, I mean, watching her in AAU, kind of falling in love with her uh, was the first, was the first kind of thing I remember about her. Uh, I went down to Lake Taylor High School um, in September and she had just, she was new to Lake Taylor. um, And it was like, man, I really like her. Uh, offered her shortly afterwards, uh, watched her play for Boo Williams with Micaiah, uh, and just couldn't pull her out of Norfolk, I mean, just, you know, uh, never never agreed to a visit and all that stuff, we tried and tried, but it's, you know, it was hard for her, so she stayed home, um, obviously wasn't the best decision for her in the end, uh, but brought her, you know, that was part of her path and it brought her to us. So went to Trinity Valley and, and as soon as she left for that it was uh, almost like we noted her um, to make sure we we were going to go out and see her and talk to her and that was in the transition uh, where we had the staff changes and then Neil came uh, and had a connection to Trinity Valley which really really helped um, so it, it was the connection with Ashanti for us as JMU but also now Neil's connection with um, with Coach P out at Trinity, so um, those two things really lined up for us. Um, I do think she could have gone a lot of other places, um, and this is a, this is a perfect fit for her. Um, but you know, preseason, just it took her a second to to figure out what I wanted from her, and um, she is like one of the nicest kids you'll ever meet, and has done a really good job, you know, with with what we want her to do, and I will find her more minutes. Um, you know, I was I was shocked it was 12. Um, when I look back on it, I get it. I, I played Steph for a, quite a period of time to, to close the game out, but um, she deserves more than 12, and she'll get more than 12, and, and we will find that for her, but uh, I'm really pleased with what she's done so far.
0: In order to find more minutes for her, is there a way in which you could play Steph at the three, get both of them on the floor together? Is that an option?
1: It definitely is, um, and we're, we're using that. Um, you know, we've used it a lot in practice. We, we've got a lot of versatility. It's kind of my problem right now is that, you know, um, we can play, you know, we can go small and play Steph and Carol at the four. We can go big. And uh, I've even flirted with playing Ashanti at the three and Sushi and Anna at the four or five. And just, you know, just be old school flex. You know, no one, no one does that anymore. But um, yeah, Steph's definitely an option at the three. And the fact that we're talking about Steph as an option at the three um, says a lot about how Steph is playing right because it's not like uh, Shanti's just playing better than Steph and we're gonna flip-flop those two at the four it's like Steph's playing well enough that we need to have a conversation about pushing her over to the three so compliment to Steph Um, yeah but but again we got a lot of versatility and and that that's one way we can exercise it I'm leaning towards a little bit more of Steph at the three just because Um, I think we have to have an elite shooter on the floor at all times, whether that be Peyton or Steph, and those are our best two three-point shooters. So, um, It's been a lot of my my mental um, preparation uh, is to figure out the rotation of this team, and I still don't know it, Um, but I hopefully we'll know it by, by December 30th. Hopefully you also know what the scouting
0: report is on Longwood coming up. I assume you do. Uh, I hope. (laughs) Yeah. So you said on Monday you're starting to sense what Erica Lang Montgomery is trying to build there in her second season. So when you're watching what Longwood does, what are they trying to establish?
1: Yeah, um, chaos, Um, organized chaos. So uh, very, very effective with their press, Uh, more than just their press and their half court, Uh, the angles they're playing. They're really trying to keep you on the sideline. Um, and then they will randomly trap in the half court too and, and what it does is that you can throw away your, your your man offense playbook and your zone offense playbook a lot of the time because they're going to create chaos and you have to be able to pass, space, and attack. Um, and I can see what she's doing. I thought they're they're much better from from last year. I thought they're much improved from last year. Uh, better personnel. I think better understanding of what she's trying to do. Uh, and that, the results haven't been there for them yet. Obviously, you know one and two. And I, I've seen what they've done. But um, I can see what she's trying to build. And especially her two freshman post players that are raw as can be right now. But uh, you're playing them this much right now. In, in two three years, they're going to be really good. And so I can see what she's doing. I got a lot of respect for her, but uh... we just can't we just can't let the chaos affect us um, because you know i think we're a team that that really likes to be organized and really likes to know what's coming um, so it's a good test for us to deal with that chaos and 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 feel like it's a little bit uh... uncontrolled at times uh, i think that only helps us in the end um, and we had, we saw i thought we did a really really good job up at xavier against their press um, i think this this press is a little bit more relentless and chaotic Um but Longwood doesn't quite have the the size and level athletes that Xavier does, but they play really hard and and they're getting pretty good at the press. So uh, definitely on my mind, Uh, it won't be a half court game, it's going to be... Can we keep our turnovers? Hopefully. I told the team under 15, but uh, secretly I'd I'd, I'd be okay with under 20. But don't tell them.
0: Okay. I will not. We'll keep it a secret. Thanks so much for the time as always. Thank you. We'll take a break. We'll be back with tip-off of James Madison and Longwood. You're listening to JMU Women's Basketball on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network.